God wants that more than anything else. I mean, I can, I can feel his heart. He wants a people that are surrendered to him, that love him, and want him here. Want him here. Not just coming in and sitting down and waiting for him to show up. That isn't how it works. It isn't how it works. He wants a people that loves him. I want you here. I want more of you. I want you in my life. I want you in this church. I want you manifesting. I want the things of God manifesting. I want to see miracles manifest. I want to see legs healed. I want to see legs put back on. I want to see people delivered. Just sitting in their chairs or standing and worshiping God. And bam, they hit the floor. I want to see that. God wants that too. God wants people surrendered to him. And he's waiting for that to happen. He's ready. But the church is not. And the church isn't ready. I, I, I really hate to say that. That's not me saying that. But he wants a church surrendered to the Lord. He wants a church surrendered to the Lord that it doesn't make any difference. If you have a roast on and it's done in 30 minutes, who cares? I mean, who cares really? Who cares? Is God not more important than your roast? Is God not more important than the plans you have this afternoon? Is God not more important than your family? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're supposed to lay, lay our family down. That kind of hit, didn't it, a little bit? God's more important. God's more important. Well, here we go. We're going to try and do this. (laughs) I'm just listening to see if there's anything else. No, he's just really emphatic about that today. I want to be first place. I want to be first place in your life. I don't want things first place. I want to be first place. Amen? God wants to be first place. <laughs> so so if you're thinking about your roast right now, God is not first place. Is that right? <laughs> if you're thinking about a bill that's past due, God's not first place, right? 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 right. <laughs> if you're thinking about a flat tire in your car, God's not first place. Because God said he would meet all your needs, didn't he? So give him glory. Give him honor. Love him. He wants to take care of us. Amen? I am going to try to do this, okay? I want to share a little bit. Um, I had a couple of things that come to me this week. And I remember there was two different times that I shared with you about, you know, the new day that's coming, the new nation. The new day was first. Then six months later, we heard there was going to be a new nation. And so um, with that then, I, I, it was after that that I shared, I spoke out. I believe it was the Lord. It was just so prominent that things that you have been praying and believing God for, for however long, those things are going to start manifesting in this new day coming forward. Amen. Amen? And um, um, I know some of you are seeing it. I'm seeing some of those things manifest. <laughs> anyway, so I know you're seeing some things that are changing in your life that you have been praying and believing God for. So I want to encourage you. Let's look at Hebrews 6.12 real quick. I want to encourage you to stay steadfast. Stand firm. 
and what you've been praying and believing God for. Hebrews 6.12 says um, that you may not be sluggish, but imitator, imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. That you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. The promises are a, a promise in the Bible. If you spent time with the Lord talking to him and he gives you a promise or he lets you know that, hey, um, I'm giving you a million dollars this year and that's the Lord talking to you, then you hold fast to that. You stand firm to that. Through faith and patience, they inherit the promise that God gives you. Through faith and patience, you inherit the promise that God gives you. Through faith and patience, you inherit the promise that God gives you. So faith being when you, when you have been told a promise that God's given you, whether he's talked to you in your own personal time or it's a scripture verse, but it's a promise that's been given to you, your faith is hooked to that and you don't let it waver. You don't let it waver. If you waver, if you drop it, you say, oh, that's never going to happen. Well, and what were you waiting uh, five minutes for it to happen? (laughs) Huh? There's some things that, you know, I know I've been believing God for a number of years already. You know, 10 years, three years. What, what does it matter? Is God, God of your life or is, is your flesh? And you got to have it now. So many times we want things right now. That's why we have McDonald's. That's why we have Burger King. That's why we have all these fast food places. Because there's a demand. People want things right now. When they order it, they want right now. And people get upset if they don't have it right now. But see, that isn't the way God works. God works through faith and patience to inherit the promises. Through faith and patience, you inherit the promises. Now, you can look at examples. You can look at examples like um, Abraham wasn't really very patient when he went ahead and figured that he could take care of things. He was promised a son, and he looked at himself, and he looked at, and then he decided he was going to have, or I think his wife suggested having the concubine come. And they thought that was going to be the thing that was going to make it happen, that they would have a promise, the promise manifest. That wasn't God's way of doing it. He wasn't very patient, was he? Because then it took, it took some more time for that to happen. You think about Elijah when he was, um, after he defeated the Baal gods or the Baal worshipers, and he went up to the mount and he prayed for the rain to come because, see, he heard the rain. He had a promise. He heard the abundance of rain. So you can hear in the spirit realm and you can see in the spirit realm and you can hear and, and understand what God's trying to do. And so he heard the abundance of rain. So because he had that promise, he went up and took his servant and he said, you look, I'm going to pray this in. I'm going to, he basically was birthing it in. That is a real thing to do in the spirit realm when you're interceding is birthing something in. And so, so when he did, when he did that, the servant says, I don't see, I don't see anything, nothing. And then he said, well, go look again, seven times. And I've told you that I've said this to you before. How many would have given up after the servant came back the second time and said, I don't see anything? Oh, well, I missed it. Well, did you miss it or did you not? 
sometimes we think we have missed it when actually, if you think you've missed it in an area and you, you've been believing God and you just, nothing's happening. You think go before the Lord. He'll tell you what you need to correct. He'll tell you what to do different to bring the manifestation of that because see, he is personally interested in each one of you and he has the answers for every situation you're in. He does. He does. We can't shortchange him and say, oh man, who's God? God is nobody. I don't even see God. Where's God at? He's everywhere. Yes, he is. He wants to answer and meet your needs all the time, all the time. You know, the spirit realm is more real. The spirit realm is more real than us just sitting here right now in church. That's how real it is. And I I can tell you from my own um, experience going in and doing intercession, it is a more real place than here. Amen? Amen. I mean, if you've not heard that before, it will sound strange to your ears. But it is a real place. Spirit realm is a real place. Okay? Anyway, I want to encourage you not to be slothful or lazy, but believe God continue to call in the manifestation of what God's told you is yours to have. You call it in. Now, you can stop the manifestation by your words. You can stop the manifestation by your actions or what you do. You can stop the manifestation by getting into a place of sin. And so you can't be lazy or slow about what you're believing God for in your life. And followers were to be followers. What's that mean? Imitators. Imitators of Jesus. Imitators. There's lots of, lots of people in the word that we can imitate. And faith then is the trust in God's promise that he's given you. Patience, long, enduring, steadfast perseverance. I can, I can talk to you a lot about persevering even though things look totally opposite. But if the Lord gives you an, a word of knowledge on what's going on, it doesn't matter what you see. It does not matter what you see. And it's so exciting when you see a, a piece of that start to manifest. It's very exciting. <laughs> anyway, that's all I can say. <laughs> that's all I can say. And so... So promises are, are God's assurance that He's looking looking for looking for you. Joshua, the promised land. The promised land is another one. You know, that Joshua, he knew what the promise was for so long. For so long he knew. And he had to wait the forty years. He had to wait till Moses passed. And then God said, Okay, it's time. Go into the promised land. See, he'd been faithful. And he had believed God, and he had he had stayed. Um, he believed that God, what God said, was his to have. Amen. Even though everybody else, besides Caleb and Joshua, said, "No, we can't do it. We can't do it." And see, people—that's the way people are today. You know, when I was believing, <laughs> when I was believing. Now I, I'm going to clarify this. You know, I was believing God for my husband. I was believing to be married and to have children. And the Lord revealed to me who that was. Now, I can't use my will against that person's will, but I can pray God's will. You understand what I'm saying? I can pray God's will in a situation. I can pray his will into manifestation. So that's what I was doing. 
But, you know, I have people coming to me and saying, hey, you better just go to Tulsa and find you a husband. <laughs> go to Tulsa, Matt, and he's over, he's over the hill. He'll never get married. And so I, I would go before the Lord, and I'd find out, Lord, am I missing it here? What's going on? I just keep praying, just keep praying. Wanting God's will is what I was doing. I was wanting God's will. And the Lord just kept showing me that's what was to be the manifestation, was he was to be that, my husband. And so we continued, and, and there's just a series of events that took place, but God got us together eventually <laughs> after four years. And so that's why I say I can believe God. I can stand in faith knowing that when he's told me something, I know it's going to come to pass. And so I hold on to that, and I pull it in. I'm steadfast. Most of you guys that fish, if you go after a big fish and you're on the back of a boat, you stick that rod in the boat, and you hold fast. No matter how far that fish goes, you hold fast to it, and then you reel it in when you get a minute. That's what you're doing in intercession. You're reeling it in. You're pulling it in. You're pulling that promise in, just like you're pulling that big fish in. Amen? Amen. Okay, well, I want to talk about today, I want to go in and start talking about the gifts of the Spirit because um, we just prayed last week for people to, um, for the callings, the giftings and the callings to come forth. And um, um, I want to let's start with 1 Corinthians 12, 1, please. Now, I, and I talked a little bit about this already um, before everything started happening with the guys coming. And this, I'll tell you, the first thing that I want to talk, I want to talk about is a little, bit, a little bit of a background, but the gifts of the Spirit, you know, there's three groups. And one is, um, one of the groups is the inspirational, which is the um, prophecy, then tongues, diversity of tongues, and interpretation of that. And so um, those are the three gifts. Of course, God wants everybody to prophesy. And so prophecy, and um, if, you, if you do tongues and interpretation, that is equal to prophecy. So this is an area for me that has not been the easiest area to move into, to understand even. Um, I w- was pretty pretty fluid in the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. That was uh, easy. <laughs> that was easy for me. To, but I, I just kind of, mm, I don't know about this prophecy business, you know. So I'm, I'm myself and studying this and preparing for is coming into a greater understanding. And I hope that I can explain it to you so it's a greater understanding to you so that we can all move more in that. You understand what I'm saying? Now, um, I do, um, you heard me speaking in tongues. It's an area that that I am. Um, there's a. I think there's a lot that we don't know. I'll, I'll go this way about diversity of tongues. I was just sharing that with Nathan. He agreed. There's a lot that I believe the body of Christ has not come into an understanding of the diversity of tongues. Sure, there's things that we do know. We know that tongues. Uh, you can you can give a tongue and and somebody else is like let's say Caleb's back there and he's from Japan he doesn't know anything and I start speaking in Japanese and Caleb understands everything I'm saying to him that's a manifestation of of uh, tongues and interpretation one way one way of it being done but I think there's the, the diversity of tongues you know that we hear about where you where. I, you know, I was just praying with somebody last night, and I did a tongue I had never heard before. 
And I'm going, oh, man, this is weird. This is funny. But it sounded like it was just a real low, rough voice, rough tongue. You know, I do, I do, an, um, I do one that's familiar to me, uh, and I understand them some now. When, when, see, there's different, different things that God is doing through us, and they're all going to be different. Everybody's not, everybody's going to flow in the same thing all the time. Amen? Amen. And so, just go ahead. One time I was at a doctor's house, wearing a gun. Uh huh. And this lady came out of the nurse said, How come this is Oh, yeah. Sometimes I've heard that. Yeah, we're. Yeah, I had. I had. Well, I had somebody just ask me about a word that they kept hearing me say, but it's, it's a word that is used by a. Um, Indian group or um, uh, an Indian group that's in Mexico, the southern part of Mexico. And I don't necessarily put a lot of stock into that. I put stock into what I, what God interprets it, what he shares with me, what that is. So um, I, I think I've shared this before, but years ago I would start speaking in um, the, the Chinese dialect, if you want to call that, but there's so many different dialects that way. And so um, my husband said to me, he said, you better make sure that's God. And I said, okay, we'll do that, you know, because he wasn't sure. Because we've had the, uh, the wrong people, the people in air that come, have come to our door and served a, a curse on us. And the guy that was with him had, was speaking in what he thought was a tongue. So the enemy, the devil, he, he can manifest the gifts. You know, he, this guy was standing there doing a, a, a tongue that was um, not of God. And so, so there's, there's areas like that. Um, but anyway, um, just, to, just to back up when I was doing this, that's why my husband wanted me to go get that clarified. So I went to a lady that was further into the speaking and tongues. You probably, Judy, remember Judy Ellingson? Yeah, so I went to talk to her about it, and she said, yeah, she said, um, a Chinese dialect like that means you're either praying for that people or you're praying in a deeper intercession. Does that make sense? Well, and then, so then there's others, others that I do, but all I do is I purpose, now this was not going to be on intercession, but it's a favorite category of mine. All I do is purpose to yield to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And I would encourage you to say the same thing. If you're praying, just praying in tongues and building yourself up. Say, I yield to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I yield. I heard Kenneth Hagin years ago. I wasn't, I think I was fresh baptized in the Holy Spirit. Heard him teach on something about, you say, I yield to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And you'll have you just, just purpose to pray in a different prayer language. So I, I one day I was driving to Des Moines to be in the musical down there. And I was doing that. And, and the tongues were always different. The tongues were always different. So there's a lot to be said about yielding to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Because he'll take you places you've never been before. And it's so much fun. You know, people that pray with me, oh, there's one lady, she's not ever been up here, but she's in Tulsa. And she says, oh, it's just when praying with Roberta, it's just like having a party. It's just like praying with a party in your mouth, you know? And so, so it's, it's, it's really very fun. 
I, I can't express that enough, but I believe there's more. There's probably more people in this body that's supposed to be doing that. The groaning, travailing, the birthing, the different dialects, the different prayer languages, and accomplishing a mighty move of God. Amen? Amen. Okay, so, 1 Corinthians 12. So, like I was saying, the um, tongues becomes the door or the gate for the gifts of the Spirit to manifest in your life. And that's what chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is talking about, is the gifts of the Spirit. We'll start with verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant or unaware or not knowledgeable or don't know or understand them at all. I want you to understand the gifts of the Spirit. And the gifts of the Spirit are for everybody that is baptized in the Holy Spirit. You have your prayer language. Amen? Amen? Well, I had this happen to me. Well, yeah, God can come in and just come and sit down on you and tell you something. But the gifts of the Spirit are going to come because you're praying in your prayer language and it's manifesting that way. Amen? Okay, and so so it goes on, verse 2. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to the dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known, verse 3, to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord, and there are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things and all persons. All persons. Amen? All persons. Verse 7, but to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit, for the common good. The manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit are to, for the common good. It's not for, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't help you at times when you're praying and you need understanding, but it's for the common good. It's to build up the body of Christ. It's to set this person free or it's to bring a healing and a deliverance to this person. Amen? And so so if you it were um, during the meetings when um, Nathan and Richard and I were here, you would notice the difference and how the gifts are delivered. Did you notice that? Nathan's was different than mine. Mine was different than Richard's. Richard could write a book. (laughs) I was listening to him. I had never heard him be so detailed, but he could write a book. Me, I go in there and beat it up in the spirit realm, and then I say what I understand, you know? Then I say what I understand. Nathan, he just... He just comes in like a bull and deals with it all at once, you know. And so so there, it's all different. The gifts of the Spirit are, are different in different ways and how they manifest. Verse 8, for the one is given the word of wisdom. And these are all gifts because of the Holy Spirit, a word of wisdom. And that's exactly what it is. It's a word about a future event. And then there is... Um, Another is a word of word of knowledge. That's about past or or um, present. To another faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healing by the one spirit. And to another the effects of miracles. And another prophecy. And to another the distinguishing of spirits. To another various kinds of tongues. And to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he wills. The Holy Spirit will distribute it to you as he wills, as you have need of it. Now, I think there's always been, I'm personally understanding that 
this is my personal understanding. I think Semerol thinks this way. I think Hagen thinks a different way, but um, I believe that you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will use you in the gifts as the need arises. I think you can have all, all nine of them, but he'll use them as the need arises. And there will be some that will be more dominant in your life than others. You may prophesy a lot. You may you may give a tongue an interpretation. You may um, you may do some of those things that uh, you saw Nathan and and um, uh, Rich and I functioning in word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, and gifts of healing. Amen. Okay, so the the gifts there are in three categories. The inspirational gifts are prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. The the gifts that reveal something are the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirits. And the gifts, the gifts that do something are faith, the gifts of healings, and miracles. So he'll do it as he wills, as the need arises. Amen? Okay, so I want you to look at now, um, we're going to jump over here to... Well, it goes on in verse 12, all down through there talks about the body and the members and everybody having their own part to play. One person has a foot. You know how hard it is if you didn't have a foot walking down the center here. So if we don't have the foot in the manifestation of the body of Christ, it makes the whole body um, uh, crippled. You, you follow what I'm saying? It makes the whole body crippled. Okay, verse 28 then of First uh, Corinthians 12 says... And God has appointed to the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, various kinds of tongues. This, right there, that group, everybody in here falls into one of those categories. Everybody. I don't care if you're, well, there's no two-year-olds here, but everybody. God's assigned the gifts. He's assigned the, the offices and the gifts, and it's without it's going to happen whether you do it or not. I mean, it's going to it's going to always stay right there whether you do it or not. That gift and that calling is always yours. God will never take it away, but you have a choice to make whether you do something with the gift and the calling. Yeah, whether you use it, you have something to do. You have a choice to make. Are you going to are you going to be a part, a member of the body of Christ and help the body of Christ walk into this new day? Are you going to, are you going to be a part of that? Amen. Okay. Say everybody. Say everybody. Everybody. Everybody Everybody. has been appointed appointed to one of these ministries. ministries. Amen. Whether it's apostle, prophet, teacher, miracles, gifts of healings, helps, administrations, various kinds of tongues. Okay. There's that various kinds of tongues again. Okay. Are all not apostles, are they? All are not prophets, are they? All are not teachers, all are not workers of miracles. All do not have gifts of healings, do they? All do not speak with tongues, do they? All do not interpret, do they? But earnestly desire the greater gifts. Desire the greater gifts. That's your job. You have to desire the greater gifts. Amen? Desire the greater gifts. But earnestly desire the greater gifts. And I show you a still more excellent Way, a still more excellent way. Now, some of when we called forth the gifts and the callings last Sunday, 
and if there was some that was spoken to you that you are going to function in this or you're this or you're this, that's the, that's the thing that you need to uh, continue to earnestly seek after. Find out about that. When I was first moving in this, I found all kinds of material I could read on. I didn't necessarily have anybody teach me like I'm teaching you, but I found material I could read on. Then I would try to do those things. I would try to put those things to work in my life. But see, most of the body of Christ doesn't know anything about the gifts of the spirit. They don't know anything about speaking in tongues. They don't know that tongues becomes the open door to the gifts of the spirit. And they don't know how to walk in the gifts of the spirit. They don't. And so those are, those are very important if you're going to walk after your calling. It's important. Okay. So, uh, Everyone falls in that category, but you know, you won't start at the top. You'll never start at the top. You won't be an apostle first. Mm -mm. You just won't. You just won't. Um, So most, I mean, I will have to say I started in a, a lot of helps, a lot of helps, learning, becoming more yielded to him, learning to walk in love. That's the next chapter there. That's the love chapter 13. That's sandwiched between 12 and 14. And that's why it's so important that we walk in love for the gifts of the Spirit to manifest. Amen? We have to walk in love. And it, it's, it's, um, let's, let's see. Okay. There is, there's an area too that I want to touch before we get too deep into the gifts of the Spirit. There's when we're talking about the the apostle, the prophet, there's areas where you're going to God is watching to promote. He is watching to promote. It doesn't mean you just do this for three months and he's going to move you on to something here. There's areas that he's watching in your life that will he will make the decision whether he's going to promote you into something else. See, I never I didn't start as a pastor. I started doing children's church. And I spent a lot of time in children's church. And I learned to um, intercede at that same time in my life. Things that I were walking through and things that... Um, and so so you don't just start out. There's things you have to learn along the way. You have to learn how to be kind. You have to learn the fruit of the Spirit. You have to learn how to walk in love. You have to learn how to be patient. The fruit of the Spirit is patience. And, and uh, you have to not have a spirit of fear. And so there's things that we can do or, or that we can check. And as I read through these, you're going to know whether you are, are walking in that area or not. Um, James 4.10, let's look at that first. Um, James 4.10 talks about humble yourself in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. A spirit of humility is what we need to have in the body of Christ. You know what a spirit of humility does? It thinks of others first. The spirit of humility thinks of somebody else's need first before your own. Pride doesn't do that. If you're in a spirit of pride, God can't use that. Okay, to be content behind the scenes. Humility is to be content where you are at, doing what you know to do at the time. I've had a lot of time of doing that. And so, uh, and, and you know, you don't, humility doesn't push your way to the top. You don't push your way to the top. You know, there's many times I stepped back and I wanted to minister. I wanted to, I had those, those pulls on the inside of me where I wanted to minister. 
and and do that, but I had to await my turn, basically. I watched and I learned and I and learned what what God was saying at the time. Willingness to submit. Humility means you're willing to submit to the leadership or the authority over you. Okay? Um, you can receive correction. Um, you expect nothing, but you appreciate appreciate everything. Amen. And um, and you take you take if, if if you're corrected, you don't make excuses. Say, "Yep, I did that wrong. I'm sorry." You know. But you know how sometimes we do. But if this hadn't happened, I wouldn't have done that. Humility doesn't do that. Amen. Okay. And you don't blame blame someone else for it either. Okay, so then, and let's look at 1 Corinthians 4.2, please. These are some areas that I think we can all, we can all, um, glean from as we go through them. In this case, moreover, it is required of stewards that one be found trustworthy. Trustworthy. Okay. Faithful, trustworthy, reliable, dependable. Uh, true, um, actually diligent. Let's look at Proverbs 12. Proverbs 12. This might be as, as far as we go with this today, but this I felt was really important in understanding, you know, what God has required of those to bring promotion. It's not just, um, hey, I've been doing this for five years. It's time to do something different. It's not, it isn't the way it is. God promotes you. God promotes you. Proverbs 12:24 says, "The hand of the diligent will rule, but the slack hand will be put to forced labor." Basically, you won't get to do what you want to do. God will God will see whether you're dependable. Um, you, being dependable and being um, faithful means you do more than what's expected of you, over and above. Um, you're, you're focused. You're hardworking. Hardworking, you young people. Are you hardworking? <laughs> do you do what mom and dad tells you to do? <laughs> it's a good place to learn. Good place to learn. Do what mom and dad tells you to do. Amen? Okay, then. Um, Amen. Amen. Yeah. And you don't have no excuses. You can't give them any excuses in this. No excuses. Learn that humility. Learn it now because pride comes before fall. So you want to learn it now and you don't have to learn it later. <laughs> it's it's hard to deal deal with pride when you're an adult. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Okay. So then another one is having a servant's heart. Hebrew twelve twenty eight, please. Hebrew twelve twenty eight. So you young people can get these things under your belt. Um, I know you're you're learning some things about finances, I believe. So. Um, Therefore, Hebrews twelve twenty eight. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe for our God as a consuming fire. I don't think that's the one I wanted. No, 12, 12 28. Yes. Ah, it's not right, is it? A servant's heart. Is it? Is that one above it? Hmm. I'll see. Well, anyway, a servant's heart. There was a a scripture verse. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I had down. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh? What's that? How's that reading? You got King James or Amplified? Mhm. Okay. All right. Well, it's still um um I think servant's heart is can be used in that place right there as well. Okay, another um Proverbs 20. Proverbs 20. Promotion. How many of you all want promotion? <laughs> Let me tell you when you get promotion, you need to be ready for it because you aren't ready for it. <laughs> you know, you aren't ready for it. There's just a lot that I, I'll be honest with you, I have learned a lot and I'm still learning a lot. And I have to um, stay confident in God's confidence, not in my own fleshly confidence. It's God's confidence. At the same time, trying to move into, I know God's wanting to do other things, wants to do things in our services that we've not ever done before, ever, ever done before. And that same time, I think Nathan was talking about that, you know, and um, at that same time, I, you know, I, I just purpose to try. I want to hear, not try, but I want to hear what God wants to do. So I'm purposing to hear in this service the next step that he wants so that we can have that open heaven, so that we can have the presence of the Lord in such manifestation that you all fall out in the spirit. Such manifestation that you're healed. I don't have to lay hands on you. Such manifestation that people don't even, they just start speaking in tongues where they're sitting. You know, they come in and and, and maybe they're born again, but they've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Manifestations like that, where people are just automatically, they start praying in tongues. Or they run from the back of the room up front. I want to be saved. I want to be saved because the presence of the Lord is so strong. You know the story about um, Smith Wigglesworth when he was on the train. He's just minding his own business. You know, but he had a very strict life. He did not allow newspapers in his home. He said, leave that outside. I don't listen to the news. I don't look at the news. Leave it outside. And he always would re- read the Bible at, at, at each meal so many times. You know, Smith, how many people did he raise from the dead? A number of people. <laughs> a number of people. And he didn't, he he wasn't gentle about it. You know, he'd walk in and the Lord had time to raise this person from the dead. He'd grab him out of the coffin and throw him against the wall. That's what he would do. And then the, they'd slide down the wall. I mean, you can read documented stories about how he he did. And they slide down the wall and he, he'd pick him up and go says. I told you to live. That's what he would do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we can do too. He's no, he's no different than any of us. That's what we can do too. Amen? Amen. We have the Spirit of God in us. The same Spirit, the Bible says, the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in us. But you know what? Our flesh wants to say, oh, well, I don't think I heard God on that. 
I don't think I'm going to do that today. Every time I have to do a manifestation, I have to step against my flesh telling me, you're going to look stupid. Every time. And then I still, after I've done the service on a Sunday morning, I still have to deal with the devil telling me, don't ever do that again. You were so stupid. You were dumb. You look, you look stupid. Nobody understood what you were doing. And you get yourself out there in a, in a lead position. The enemy wants to stop you because he knows where you're going. Amen. The enemy wants to stop you. The minute you start stepping out and sharing the gospel, the enemy wants to stop you. The minute you move into your gifting and calling, the enemy wants to stop you. And, and we can't, we can't let him do that. That's why praying in tongues builds you up in your face so that when the enemy comes to do that, you can go off of me. You don't mean nothing to me. I'm going to serve God. God is more important than anything you have to tell me. If that wasn't the case, you wouldn't have seen me after the first day. I keep coming back. I keep coming back. But you know what? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. And I know that I have the victory. And what I'm going to do, what I do in this spirit realm, will make a difference. Whether we see it right here or not, it'll make a difference. You know? You know? Okay, so, twenty Proverbs 20, 6 and 7. Many a man proclaims his own loyalty, but who can find a trustworthy man? God needs somebody that's trustworthy. Trustworthy. And that means, you know, they can, you can keep um, confidence. You know, if I minister to people, I, you know, I can't just go blabbing everything I know. I can't do that. It's not right. Uh, I know when we're in intercession, sometimes we, we need to share a little bit so we can pray, but people know that whatever is shared in intercession never goes anywhere. And I'll just reiterate that. It never goes anywhere. On Wednesday nights when we pray, it doesn't go anywhere. It should stay right there and never be spoken about again. Okay, you keep confidence. You're loyal. Uh, you're trust, truthful and honest. And you're reliable and dependable. Okay, and then, then um, it goes on here, I think, in verse 7. A righteous man who walks in his, in his integrity. How blessed are his sons after him. Walk in integrity. You know what integrity is? Uprightness. Integrity means if you owe somebody money, you pay him back. Integrity means you don't lie, you don't steal, you don't cheat. cheat. <laughs> you don't do those things. Integrity is you're a man or a woman that keeps your word. Do you keep your word? When you say you're going to do something, do you keep your word? When you say you're going to go somewhere, do you keep your word? When you say you're going to help them do this, do you keep your word? Do you? Or does your flesh get tired? And I don't think I can do that today. Are you going to keep your word? If you can't keep your word, don't say it to begin with. Don't say it to begin with. I learned a long time ago, I always find something positive to say about somebody. Say it to their face. I don't say it. I don't say it to somebody else. I tell them, oh, that's a beautiful dress you're wearing today. I really like that. Find something positive to say, not negative. There's too much negative junk going on anyway. Why can't we edify each other? Why can't we build each other up? 
You know, that building up and edifying someone else, that's the Holy Spirit's job. But it's also, if we've been doing it ourselves, we're going to be able to do it to other people because that's called love. If you build, if you're building some, building someone else up, making them, encouraging them, helping them be like Jesus and wanting to serve Jesus. Amen? Okay, so, um, and, and not gossip. We don't need to gossip, do we? <laughs> we don't need to gossip. It, like I said, it needs to just stay put. If somebody comes to you with a need, pray about it and leave it there. Okay, so um, I think we'll, we'll wind it down. We'll go back to um, 1 Corinthians 12, and let's kind of close it up there, I think. There's just a lot said that wasn't necessarily in my notes, but prophecy, prophecy. Everyone should desire to prophesy. Prophesy. (laughs) Everyone should desire to prophesy. Everybody. Everybody in here can prophesy. Everybody in here can prophesy. It's a, it's inspiration that is drawn up from, like if you're, if you're talking to somebody about the gospel, so you're, you're wanting to get them born again, and, and out of your mouth you say something that's a little bit more than what you really knew, but you know it's God. That's prophecy coming up. Prophecy isn't, um, being a prophet. Prophecy is, is always exhortation. It's always bringing comfort. It's always bringing encouragement. When prophecy is given in the, in the, in the church, it is always exhorting and comforting. It's not, uh, prophetic. Prophetic carries a, um, uh, a part revelation, carries revelation, prophetic. And, um, you know, I'm just talking, use Nathan as an example. Prophetic, you know, he, um, talked about the second, he called it a tornado, but he knew about the second duration is what we had. But he knew about that. He spoke that out when he was here before that ever happened. Prophetic has a revelation. Uh, and the prophet carries um, uh, usually word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. So, so prophecy, I mean, uh, prophets can prophesy. They can prophesy. People can prophesy. But that does not make you a prophet. Does that make sense? That doesn't put you in the office of a prophet just because you prophesy. There, I think I said that right that time. And so um, so basically, we're supposed to be prophesying. We're supposed to be doing that. And when you've been praying in tongues, when you've been building yourself up, out of your mouth is going to come things that, that will be what God has placed in your heart. It will be more, it will be revelation. Well, not revelation, but it'll be, it'll be exhorting. It'll be more than what you, comes out of here. It comes out of here. And it'll be more than what you could even think about saying to somebody. Does that make sense? But it'll always be exhorting. It'll be comforting. And it'll be encouraging. That's what it will always be. That's how you, you know, to judge that. So I would probably venture to say most of you have done something along the line of prophesying in here. You probably have all prophesied. If you've talked to somebody about the Lord and all of a sudden you're telling them more than what you really know (laughs) about the Lord, then you've been prophesying. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so prophecy isn't as scary as you think. You know, so I expect you all to get up and prophesy next Sunday, right? No. (laughs) 
Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so it's not as scary as you think. It isn't. For me, it seemed like it to me because I'm going, I was waiting, always waiting for, they'd say something would bubble up here and you'd just feel hot and you know you're supposed to say something and I never had that happen. I never had that happen at all, ever. I don't know, I, I don't know, but now anymore, I just know I'm supposed to be given it. I'm supposed to be speaking in tongues, and so I do that. And at the same time, I'm listening for the revelation that's coming with that. I, I talked about that a little bit when we, when you pray and when you're doing, when you're praying for people or praying for any kind of a situation, you pray all you know in English. And I don't know, it doesn't have to be very much, but you pray all you know. It all, it all should line up with the Word of God. Whatever you pray in English should line up with the Word of God. And you can start out that way. And I would encourage you, if you're, doing, if you're praying, start out that way, praying in English. And then take off praying in your prayer language. When you pray in your prayer language, I told you this just a couple of week ago, weeks ago, listen for what's for English. Listen for the words that comes up out of there. And when you hear the English, he's prompting them, pray that English out. You know, you may hear just the word fear. Bind a spirit of fear if you're praying for a situation. You may hear um, uh, this and this and this needs to happen. Then pray that out in English. I was trying to think of something we just, we were just interceding last night. Um, uh, you know, it just... There's just such a wonderful flow to intercession. It goes, I can start over here and I can go to the capital and then I can go over here and then I can go over here. And the flow of the spirit, you just follow the flow of the spirit. He's going to take you wherever he has need for you to pray. Does that make sense? And so the flow of the spirit is wonderful in intercession. You just jump in there and you hang on. <laughs> I mean, really, that's truthful. You jump in there and hang on because see, Roman. Oh man, are you guys hungry or something? Romans eight twenty six says that the Holy Spirit takes hold together with us. He takes hold together with us. So all we do is just jump on and go where He goes and pray what He tells us to pray. We make it too hard, right? I don't know if I prayed that right. If you're praying in your prayer language, the Holy Spirit's going to talk to you about how to pray about a situation. So then pray that out that way. Amen? Amen? I was going to have us all pray in tongues so I could hear you prophesy. Hmm. Next week, we will do that. Now, don't not come because you're going to have to prophesy. No, I'm just kidding. You won't all have to prophesy, but we're going to do like we usually do. Where you pray in tongues and then you listen to what God's saying. And, and we're going to just have, if, if you get something, I want you to speak that out. If you don't, it's not a big deal, you know. But we're all just going to learn that area. Patty. That's, yeah, that's, that's so neat. He must use that line because that's what he told me when Richard left. He says, everything's going to be okay. I go, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. Everything's going to be okay. So, say what? <laughs> Yeah, you know, but the, the difference is, is it coming here or is it hitting you here? You know, is it hitting you here? So when you hear it in your spirit, man, you have faith to stand. You really do have faith to stand. It doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter if things keep moving the wrong direction. You still have faith to stand because he said everything's going to be okay. And he's after my best interest. And I know what my interest is. 
without saying too much. Anyway, okay, so so God is good, amen? God is so good, and we've got such a help with the Holy Spirit. He knows exactly. That's why he says in Romans, he, he, we don't know how to pray as we ought, but he does. So we take hold together with him. He helps us pray effectively. So we just pray, and we listen, and we pray, and we listen. We pray in English, best we know. We pray in tongues. And then we listen to what, what he's telling us to pray. We pray in English. And then um, we can pray in tongues. We may go from that, praying in English. He may lead us right into a groaning, intervailing, and an intercession, and a birthing, whatever needs to happen about whatever subject you're praying about. Now, I talk about travail. Travail is a very real word in the Bible. New Testament and Old Testament. New Testament. Paul said, I travailed again. So he travailed once and got him born again. He travailed again until Christ was formed in them. Does that make sense? See, see, there's areas where we stand in the gap. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry. Am I going too long? There's areas that when we're standing in the gap for people, areas that the Holy Spirit knows about that person that needs to be dealt with. So intercession comes in here. I come in intercession the holy spirit i come in i stand exactly in the gap in his gap in the in his place in his stead i i pick up everything that's going on with him so whatever the holy spirit's wanting to deal with i intercede on his behalf a, a, a good example i got a call from a lady out of state and her mother was being taken to the hospital this was just Last week, Tuesday maybe. Anyway, she asked me to go into prayer, so I went into intercession. And immediately I went like this, like this, and I was praying. And, and I was in her place, the pain, the pain, the pain. I was, I was standing in the gap rebuking that. I was like this in intercession. And um, she texted me later, and she said, my mom is fine. There was no, no, I didn't know what we were dealing with at all. But she said her mom had no um, damage to the heart. Nothing, there was no, no problem or anything with the heart. She was to stay all night, but then to, she was to come home after that. So there was no, so it helped me understand what I was doing. I kind of wondered if it was that, but, but uh, you know, you just, you're standing in the gap. You take on what's going on with them, but you don't take it on in your flesh. You have to get rid of it, you know, so you pray it off of yourself. Okay, that's the first lesson in intercession. <laughs> Anyway, um, were we going somewhere with that? Anyway, okay, well, God's good. And so prayer is important. Praying in tongues is important. I cannot stress that enough. And he will take you places you need to go to help you pray effectively, he said. He would help you uh, by taking hold together with you to bring it to pass. Amen? Amen. Well, Father, we just want to thank you. I just, I just believe, Father, you were in the midst here causing um, your truth to be um, quickened in their hearts, things that they'll remember, things that they'll put to work in their own lives and do. And we just thank you, Father, for uh, what you have given us in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, what you have given us, the Holy Spirit, Father, the Holy Spirit, such a help. And we just want to praise you and thank you, Father. And I thank you, Father, that you're continuing to reveal to us. Father, as I said earlier, I don't believe we know everything about praying in tongues or the diversity of tongues or the gifts of the Spirit. But, Father, you know, and so we're, we're yielded to you and we want to hear from you. So we give you all the praise and glory. And everybody said, 
Amen. Amen. So youth are to practice for about 30 minutes, if that works, um, on, the, on the play. So we'll do that up here. Unless, if there's people that need prayer for anything, I'd be glad to pray with you as well. Uh, does there any, anybody have anything to say to that? Any questions about anything I said? Um, just to reiterate, you don't hear this stuff in church. <laughs> you don't hear how to groan and travail, or you don't hear about that stuff. Just so you know, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 we're just different here. We're we're different. So, and that's okay. That's okay. We're we're following God, and we want to be obedient to what He wants us to do. Amen. 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 That's what I'm doing anyway. <laughs> You, you're free to go.